Hey guys, welcome back to the Well Said Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome back. Did I say welcome back? You did. You just yeah. Said... That's what I'm supposed to say, right? That's right. Yep. Why did you repeat it? I'm just trying to like interject myself into the introduction because oh, I'm always like this weird, silent stranger in the corner. <laughs> you are not. You are my wife, Leah, and I am Andre, and we're back to talk about what it means to follow Jesus in a post-Christian age. Thanksgiving is coming up. Coming up just at, on the like doorstep it's away. right here and everyone is extremely anxious to get started with the holidays i anxious in so a positive many, way i have so many recipe ideas that i've stored away and i like want to make them all wow but i didn't know about this three parties this year so i guess i have lots of opportunity to try things out yeah three what kind of recipes parties. Just like appetizers. I'm all about the appetizers for Thanksgiving. Huh. Like you always have the turkey and you always have the potatoes. But the appetizers are the rotating every year situation that I, I'm They're, all they're about what it. make it interesting. Yes. They got to be tasty they're though. They're like my favorite. Yeah. Why don't... We're Russian so we don't do the stuffing situation. We don't do the cranberry sauce. Yeah. Which is do like people actually eat that? They do. It's very traditional. And they eat the stuffing like it's you got like mashed potatoes and then you got stuffing. Yeah, it's like bread, flavored bread. It's a lot of carbs. I don't know. I, don't, I actually, but I heard it's really good if you make it right. And I'm sure it is. Yeah, it's probably like a pumpkin flavored bread pudding while, type thing. It took a while to even get our families onto gravy. <laughs> Yeah. It was like, Russians don't do gravy. We just eat the mashed potatoes like, which, like it is. Which is funny because we're not really that... Russian and yet there's some aspects of our culture that yeah they just yeah don't change as quickly yeah I just really love Thanksgiving I wish more people that we know were into making pecan pie that's that's what I wish there's just one person in our family who does an amazing job and no one ever tries no one else ever well, tries I don't know pecan pie is just because it's just like really good for one time a year kind of thing yeah, but this is the only season, so for me to eat pecan pie once in the year, that's pretty sad. No, it's pretty awesome because you get to really no, enjoy it. No, it's a season. So during the season, I should be able to eat pecan pie at least sure. a few times. You can always buy it at the store. But 20 it's not bucks. Even, it's not even close to as good as 20 yeah, bucks at Hagen's. I'm sure it's pretty good. They have no, this like we've bourbon. tried it. It's really not good at all. Mm. It's really not good at all. We've tried it before. It looks really good. Might have to go get some today. Okay. Probably not going to be good break though. The, we break have the a bank. really high standard from your sister's pecan pie, so it's going to be not going to measure up. Anyway, what are we talking about today? We're talking about giving negative feedback. Specifically and... in, in the marriage relationship, right? Or just all Yeah, well, I was thinking life. we can talk about the marriage relationship because it is, the, it is ground zero for negative feedback giving. If you don't know how to yeah. give negative feedback in your marriage, then you don't know how to give negative feedback anywhere. And so I think that you develop, just like in a lot of areas, you develop a lot of these um, principles in your marriage and then you're able to live them out elsewhere, I think. Right? Yeah. I'm reading uh, Hillbilly Elegy and one of the, one of the, um, hillbilly wisdom moments 
that the author J.D. Vance quotes his grandma in saying is, oh, his grandpa is the measure of a man is the way he treats the woman in his life. Yes, that is so good. That's so true. Yeah. There's some Midwest Appalachian American blue collar wisdom. Yeah. But that the is point very, being it's that it's very ground zero of all things. Everything so for people who are not married, it's still it's the same principles that we're talking about here for giving negative feedback anywhere to friends, to family, to people in your life. It's one of the most difficult things to do. Right. Personally, I have never uh, you know, disclaimer. I have never saw myself as a person who's good at giving negative feedback. I have been, a, you know, there's some people who tend on the over giving too much negative feedback to people. And yeah. there's some people who tend on the other extreme of avoiding it avoiding. at all costs. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the avoiding side. That's my, that's my uh, temptation. Oh yeah, right. definitely. It's my, right. I don't, I'm, yeah. And there's some people who are more confident. Part of it, part of the technique of speaking truth to people, difficult truth, is confidence. I think. What do you mean by that? Because it's like I the surgeon that cuts be... that cuts into its delicate yeah, part of the body. Yeah. Part of the part of the success of the operation has to do not just with the technique, but with the confidence of the surgeon going in and making right. a quick cut rather than being a little extra cautious and back and forth and being too careful and then like cutting something you shouldn't cut, you know? Yeah, I guess. I don't, yeah. Some people like have a deeper hearts. sense of confidence and they have a deeper sense of understanding of people maybe or they just don't care as much. So they're able to know. say things that are especially ne negative feedback to people in a way that... Here's the thing. You need to understand... How can we learn to give negative feedback to each other in a way that is not such a big deal? Yeah, right? but it's hard because you know it's going to hurt and you know it's someone's heart and what you're going to say is not going to, like, it's just, it's going to hurt even if it's a good thing and they're going to be thankful for it. Yeah. So there always should be hesitation. Like, you should never be excited or looking forward to giving negative feedback. It's something sure. that should always be heavy on your heart and like there's a level where it's good to be not confident in yeah in a sense and not not necessarily not confident but like cautious and careful and like gentle do not take gracious. it lightly yeah yeah well i guess that i mean so first of all i think coming the first thing for me when i'm thinking about this is giving negative feedback is something that we must learn to do like okay this is just like this is just like nuggets of things that i feel like we've learned along the way mm -hmm. right uh giving negative feedback to one another especially in marriage and everywhere else is something that we must do sparingly yeah if you are known for a per as a person who gives negative feedback who's constantly correcting people it's just not good. You're just doing more it's damage. Ne it's it's never going to be a good thing. As a, yeah. If you're just a person who looks at people and sees the areas where they can improve yeah. constantly. If that's all you see in people. There's something wrong with the way you are looking at people. Yeah. And I say that from experience. Yeah. Uh, I think that that definitely used to be my mode. 
And it wasn't that I didn't like people or something. I think You're I... You're just really analytical, I, so you would just I'm very analyze, analytical. I'm very would... self-critical. Like, I'm yeah. constantly analyzing how I can improve. But with, it's weird because you have and this thing... And then I apply that to other people. Sorry, go ahead. You have this thing where you're just, like, unemotional about your analysis, so you can see a person's weaknesses and strengths equally and be like, but they're so great and I love them and it doesn't change how you approach them. Yeah. And that's hard for me to do if it's, like, if I'm, like, taking in... Like your analysis of a person and it's like hard to be like if i'm pointing out negative things then you yeah. tend to start thinking negatively about them yeah and so for me it's like i'd rather focus mostly on the positive and if i see a negative you know put it in a gracious light and be like okay it's probably whatever but you're very like even with yourself you're you'll like sit there analyze yourself and point out all your weaknesses and it's not going to upset you you're like yeah it's just who i am and like god is working and redeeming this in me you don't have this like super like oh my gosh, I'm so bad at this, and just get down about it. Yeah. You analyze a lot, and so you don't bring a lot of emotion into it, which is, like, pretty hard for most people, I would say. Yeah. Well, I think for me, it's always a positive direction. So I think, so, first of all, not critiquing people a lot. But at the same time, then, the other flip side of this this topic is, um, well, your your progress in life, your spiritual progress depends on, basically, the process of, the Holy Spirit through the Word, through the truth, uh, exposing sin and transforming those habits, feelings, perspectives of sin that are deeply lodged in your heart and mind into Christ likeness. So when it comes to change and improvement, like there is no growth without pointing out our flaws. Yeah. Right? The The big misconception that I used to have is the only way that we grow out of our sins is when we are shining the spotlight directly on the sin and saying this is wrong in you and you should change it into yeah. this right what I used to not understand is that probably most of our spiritual growth out of sin happens not when we're focusing on our sin but focusing on the joy Better of things. righteousness that we aspire to right you know what i'm saying yeah. so and and it's like um i'm gonna fail to think of a great analogy right now um but it's like you're stuck in these weeds of sin constantly and it's very important to point out and uproot specific sins in our lives. Mm -hmm. But the biggest way that we continue and progress through without being stuck and bogged down is when our eyes are set forward to our destination. Yeah. You know, so when I am inspired by Christ and I am delighting in the gospel and in the story and in the mission of being a disciple and I'm running after that, it starts to uproot and tear out old sin habits in me in a, in a massive variety of ways yeah. that I might even not even be fully conscious yeah. of, you know? So that's something that I didn't understand. So w w when I understood that, it helped me to see that uh, you, a lot of growth happens through encouragement. Yeah. Encouragement grace love inspiration yeah 
and some through a dose of negative feedback of like, hey, I think this, you know, obviously we still have to give negative feedback. Right. But majority of our growth and change happens through being loved, inspired, and led graciously. Um, even mostly like how God teaches us and works with our hearts. It's, it's a lot of seeing his grace that transforms our hearts, that humbles us rather than constant conviction over our sin, even though that's a huge part of growth too. Yeah, um, Richard Baxter talks about the fact that it's actually dangerous to go overly deep in reflecting and thinking about all your sins and failures. Mm-hmm. There's, there's a de- delicate balance in how much spotlight we shine on failures and how much spotlight we shine on Christ and the way. Paul yeah. in Philippians, when he says, I forget what is behind me and I strain forward for the prize of the upward call of Christ in God. Like, Paul says that that I run forward. I'm pulled by the goal of Mm -hmm. living a Christ-like life on mission, making disciples, uh, being a salt and a light everywhere I go, living for this amazing gospel story. Yeah, that's that's supposed to be the dominant, uh, the dominant uh, vibe, the dominant atmosphere of our life. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think looking to Christ is always going to be what gets you back up and going rather than if you look at yourself, you're always going to be discouraged. Like you are a sinner and you're weak. So looking at yourself a lot and spending too much time there is not going to inspire you to really grow and change. But looking to God's love and his grace and being aware of who he is is far more transformational. So I think that why I made that whole introduction about the whole positive thing is because the first, I, I think the first principle of successfully giving negative feedback in a marriage, in a relationship, in any relationship, but in marriage specifically, um, is that it, you're, you have to have that atmosphere of grace and love and encouragement and support dominate. Right. Dominating, like you can't, yeah, for sure. And it's not even like, well, I'm not mean to my wife or something. Yeah. It's not even the neutral. It's like um, receiving. Think about how do we work? Like I am most likely to receive negative feedback from people who I know love me yeah. and respect yeah. me and care for me. Like, and would they've never got say my anything back. extra unless they really felt the need to give me feedback. Right. It's extremely vulnerable. It's like exposing you know, you feel naked when someone is telling you something that you've done incorrectly or yeah. not well. Yeah. And so when the people who do it, when the person who's doing it has, there, there has been an, in that relationship established clarity of, I love you. I support you. I've got your back. I only care about your growth and your success. Yeah. So that, and, and that's not something that just happens overnight. Yeah. Like you have to cultivate that atmosphere in your relationships if you want to successfully be able to give feedback that's corrective. Right. Right. Because I think a lot of times, especially from a guy's side, in marriage, a guy will see negative things in his wife, negative characteristics or weaknesses that are true weaknesses. And mm-hmm. he feels that pressure of like, well, I can't be a, 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 a I got to be a, a real a leader. leader. Yeah. And it's like, that's true. You got to be a leader. Mm-hmm. means that I got to tell my wife things that she's not doing right. 
-hmm. But the assumption there is that I just need to do it. And that's a false assumption. There's a massive difference between different kinds of do it. There's different kinds of ways of, of getting that feedback out. Yeah. And if you're just giving negative feedback and checking it off your list, like, well, I told her this is something she should improve in. Yeah. And just checking it off your list, most likely it's not really accomplishing anything. And maybe it's even accomplishing uh, the opposite of what you wanted. Maybe it's not corrective at all. Maybe it's just making her feel more judged, insecure, unsure of herself. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and lots of times because a guy feels the pressure, like, oh, I got to tell her what I see. He's doing it out of his own pressure mm -hmm. and that will make him give that negative feedback uh, much less effectively mm -hmm. and much maybe more kind of harshly or judgmentally, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. is that even a word, judgmentally? Yeah. Well, I think uh, giving negative feedback is, is making a withdrawal. So you have to make sure you have enough in the bank account to make a withdrawal. Like, are you able to, have you put in enough in the relationship? It's like, not just marriage, but like any friendship or whatever. Like, you shouldn't be giving um, very personal negative feedback unless, you know, you've put in the work in the relationship of trust and love and affirmation and whatever. And I think in marriage, same thing, if there's an atmosphere of love and encouragement and especially um, affirming the insecurities or whatever, like, you know, a husband is aware of the wife's weaknesses or like things she's insecure about and then like loving her in those areas extra mm -hmm. and like that's the norm and she feels supported and then there's the, there's a space or a, a opportunity to give feedback yeah and i think i don't know like obviously i could be wrong and this is not everyone but i think generally women christian women are probably giving their husbands a lot of negative feedback <laughs> i think generally women are on the other side doing of the extreme it more they're criticizing and maybe not so much like you know there's probably well it's not only christian women spectrum. i think there the probably tendency generally is generally women in general especially yeah. in our culture like yeah. in American Western culture, yeah. like it's the stereotype of the woman critiquing the, the passive mm -hmm. man, you know? Yeah. But I think generally women are way quicker to, to critique. Um, and they're probably do, like a lot of us are doing it in the wrong way. But it seems that um, Christian men, I don't know, maybe sometimes are a lot more hesitant to give feedback where they should be giving feedback. Like it's, it's their job. Mm -hmm. And if it's not a semi-regular thing where you're communicating, um, in marriage, uh, then it's, I, I don't know. I think it's it dies out. That it has to be part of your atmosphere. Be constantly giving one another feedback. And I'm not saying crit critiquing one another in, Right. Constantly like, okay, let's debrief and talk about what we did wrong. But like, it should be pretty, pretty normal that... It's like seasoning in the relationship. It's always got to be there in a small measured amount. Yeah. But if it's not always there, then when you do it once in a blue moon, oh babe, I think that you need to do this. Like, it feels like a, like a, like a sucker punch in the gut. Like it right. feels like it's like out of nowhere and it feels like an attack. You yeah. know, because you're not used to that and it's not normal. I think we always see negative things a, in each other. That's a very unhealthy thing. I think all right, relationships should have space for 
feedback. Well, that's the point. If it's not happening regularly, it's not going to be received well. Right. Yeah. It should be a normal part of like, hey, what about this? About this? What do you think? Like, you know, and so just going back to the first point I was making right now is um, I think that I had to learn this specifically where I would give you like things that you, I would say stuff that I think Mm -hmm. you need to work on or whatever, Mm -hmm. but there were times when you had to like pause and say, like, do you, do you see like any positive things in me? Do Mm -hmm. you see growth in me? And I was like, well, of course, like, of course I see growth. I'm your husband and you're, you know, you're amazing and Mm -hmm. and I love you and, you Mm -hmm. know, I respect you, but I never verbalized that stuff or I verbalized it rarely. And so when all you got was more of the corrective feedback yeah, and you didn't hear like, oh, I think you're really good in this. Like mm-hmm. I had to learn that to, mm-hmm. s- to verbalize what I see. Like I mm-hmm. see these things and I mark them off in my mind like, oh, wow, mm-hmm. she's so great at this. So she's so, so good with our kids or mm-hmm. with homemaking or with ministry or that relationship. She said a really good thing to that person, but I don't say them. Mm-hmm. And because I didn't say them and I didn't give you that uh, encouragement of like, I see that you're growing in these areas and that's really awesome. And you know, like, it's just, Mm -hmm. um, just not like, not like this, like authoritarian, like I see that you're growing very good. Good job student. But more like, like an encouraging, encouraging. like the work that's so cool that this is happening and that you're doing this. And when I'm starting to do that more and learning to do that, and it's much more, natural and easy to insert small points of correction right yeah uh, that I think hey what do you think about this the other problem with corrective is usually we all have our tendencies right so yeah the corrective stuff tends to happen in the same department right and that also can create tension yeah it's like honey you spend too much time on your phone Mm -hmm. or whatever like I'll say it once and it doesn't go well Mm -hmm. right and then and then um, it creates a little tension. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like you heard me. Mm-hmm. You didn't feel like I gave that feedback in a very loving way or like you felt just judged. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, he thinks I'm some immature teenager who doesn't know how to control herself mm-hmm. with technology or something. Yeah. Like, so it just created a tension right there. Yeah. I gave the negative feedback. I did my duty, but I just mm-hmm. created tension, mm-hmm. right? And then I loop back around a couple of weeks later as the husband trying to do my duty being honest Mm -hmm. and I do it again and I say it in the same way and I just multiplied the tension I did not actually then then it creates this space of like tension and um every talk every time this this subject brought up up, then it's all of a sudden like this like judgment or whatever and like this like the spouse can get very defensive and and I think there's a lot of wisdom that needs to go into like timing and like, when is it? Yeah. Like, if if one of the spouses is having a really really hard day and obviously frustrated and like, you know, snapped at the kids, probably at that very moment, it's not the best time to be like, "Honey, I've noticed you've been like really angry with the kids lately." It's like, right? Just you know, be wise and loving and think of the best time where the emotions have died down, and like, chances of your spouse already knowing that they've done something wrong are pretty high. So, I mean, it's pretty rare. Most of the time we already know that we're... We already know what we, we did wrong. Yeah. So, um, so you know, that, that like, should come into play where it's like, I'm probably, I'm going to say this thing, but she probably already knows, or he probably already knows. 
giving a lot of like gracious assumptions and say, I know you probably didn't mean to do this or you probably unintentionally. Like, I think it's, you know, the way, the timing and the way, the, the, the tone of the conversation is huge. Like being super gracious and like not blaming or like, even if it's a, if it's a, um, like feedback about something they specifically did to you or, um, not like assuming a ton, like you're so, you, you are so insensitive or like using really like generalized words. I think Uh that's very unhelpful in a marriage. And, um, but I think generally there should be this habit of feedback. Uh And I think that a huge thing that if it's not present in your marriage, a huge thing that can invite that in is you on your own starting to ask for it. Right, not starting to give it, but not starting by it. asking for it. And again, I'm guessing a lot of women are doing doing this a lot. Like I, my assumption is that women are constantly giving their husbands the feedback. I'm I'm guessing that a hus- the husbands are probably doing it far less um, because well, the wives and both get are doing really it wrong. emotional. Here's the thing I think happens: wives get really emotional and upset every time they get negative feedback because we're emotional and it's hard to receive it maturely. And, and so husbands don't want to hurt their wives. They don't want to upset their wives. So they avoid it because it causes problems, you know? And mm-hmm. so I think that because they, they want to avoid that, they don't go there. Mm-hmm. But I think it's important to learn. And as the wife, it's very important to ask for feedback from your spouse. Ask for his input into areas of your life where you are probably blind to. Like, it's really hard to do, but if you get into the habit of like, did you think, do you think I have a problem with prioritizing my time correctly? Or do you think I have a problem with being impatient with the children? Or like, wh- where do you think I need to improve, you know, in the, in the homekeeping department? Or, you know, those things that are, we might feel defensive about, the things we might feel we don't need extra judgment on because we're already struggling. Um, learning to open ourselves up to feedback from our spouse who loves us very much, like the person who knows us the most, is like really healthy and I think it should always be present in a marriage, you know? Yeah, and the problem is that, well, I think what we realize when we're having that consistency is that most of the time we get all defensive and insecure and all up and, you know, like, uh, we get like this about stuff that isn't that big of a deal. We just get edgy and defensive when somebody gives us negative feedback. But when you are trying to incorporate it as a natural, constant, present thing in your marriage, Mm -hmm. in your relationships, Mm -hmm. you realize that it's not that big of a deal. You realize that it's not like they're cutting you down to your core and saying that you are fundamentally a bad person. Right. You just realize that healthy feedback is given in small things of corrective and growth. Like, these are not like uh, massive, you, ma- you have to rethink your whole life every mm-hmm. time you yeah. get negative feedback. No, it's just more corrective. It's like pruning the vine, you know, right. like we're always in need of that. So I think like when you have that regular presence, uh, you just realize that it's like, okay, it's not that big of a deal. First of all, we all have our flaws. Second of all, like hearing and being corrected in the, these areas is not like, it's not the critique of the value of your soul. Yeah. I think that we over-exaggerate 
how deep this goes yeah. and how yeah. deep it wounds us. It takes humility to become a person who takes feedback well and not let it, not overthink it and not overcomplicate it. Um, because it's hard, like our pride, it hurts our pride and it's really hard to sit there and be like, okay, yeah, I, you're, you're right. I have a weakness here and I, I should work on it. I should pray about this. I think Mm -hmm. that it's really hard to do that because we want to be praised. We want to be admired and we don't, we don't want negative or we don't want our weaknesses pointed out. Mm -hmm. But if, you know, if, if you, if you prioritize this, I think it only helps you because what happens when you don't have a regular source of feedback in your life from your spouse, there becomes these big areas, these big flaws in your character or these big tendencies that years go by. And it's like the wife keeps doing this thing that everyone is like, you know, like, man, that's, that's not good, you know, and it reflects on the husband and maybe he's not noticing it or maybe he doesn't want to, maybe it's like one of those, don't go there kind of topics, but it's, you know, ultimately on the leader of the family to cultivate the character of the wife and make sure that, you know, these areas are being addressed as hard as it is. Don't you think it's always a reflection on the husband when there's... Well, yeah, it's the reflection on the leadership. Right. Yeah, so leadership is really important. That's why I was talking earlier about the fact that when a guy tries to give his wife negative feedback and she and it's becoming a tense thing the the guy will want to just withdraw and pull out you know like you gave a couple of times like oh i think she needs to improve in this how she talks to our kids or how she does this or that and then like it doesn't go so well and so it's like yeah okay i don't want we we just let's just avoid that subject you know yeah um i think that at that moment is when husbands need to learn to push in actually and not push in with force or firmness, but push in with grace and love and open up. It's like pull off the band-aid. It's like talk about what's going on, like whatever it is that thing that you have attention about giving mm-hmm. negative feedback. Mm-hmm. Clarify, clear the air. Like yeah. if she feels judged and um, you aren't judging her, you're, you love her. Like mm-hmm. reaffirming that, like communicating, talking through that stuff, mm-hmm. cutting through the air and realizing and so, like, I think this connects to, like, being the first principle we were saying is that positivity and encouragement. Um, as a Christian, speaking to other Christians especially, um, we uh, get this from C.S. Lewis's uh, The Way of Glory. I think it's one of the most powerful things I've ever read. It's an essay. Uh, it's a sermon that he made. Basically talking about the fact that you look at other people, you look at them as potential glorifying creatures or potential horrible destructive monsters like that's we are all becoming either monsters in sin Mm -hmm. or we are becoming glorious in righteousness Mm -hmm. in christ and when you have that as a christian you have that lens of hope that you look at everybody with and you are looking as like doug wilson says like you when you parent you parent with faith you're you're Mm -hmm. parenting the child into what you see them becoming into this glorious mature Christian that Mm -hmm. you will see you you believe Jesus will use what you're saying your words your actions to grow them to bless them Mm -hmm. and so that moves you out of fear of like oh critiquing or negative feedback and into just this grace and confidence like honey I I, you're not a monster you're you're well you know but like right yeah 
I see you as a, a follower of Jesus, mm -hmm. a saint, a person in whom the Holy Spirit indwells, yeah. a person who is being shaped by God. I am not your Holy Spirit. I am mm -hmm. not God. Mm -hmm. I may be wrong in some of my observations, but also my intention is not to cut you down. My intention right. is to build you up. I love you. I care about you. Um, when you have that vibe, that atmosphere, uh, you can kind of cut through the tension by clarifying each that 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 right. perspective right. on each other. Like, and sometimes we are on the same team. I love right. you. I'm yeah. sorry if I have been, uh, if I have not been doing a very good job at, if you know, making you feel loved, or if I've been making you feel judged or pressured. Right. Um, and I mean, sometimes like there is a rebuttal from the wife, probably because. A lot of times the areas we need negative feedback on we're already insecure about and we already kind of know we're not doing a great job there and you know like let there be space for rebuttal quote unquote like you know give her a chance to explain and like because when i think when a wife feels like she can speak and kind of defend herself and not not necessarily in a defensive way but i think something like you do really well is you say um like you always let like if you bring negative feedback towards me and I explain like you know I'll say like yeah I think you're right but here's some reasons why lately like for example lately I've been like struggling with the kids in this area because it's been really hard and like I'll explain explaining giving and each you, other the benefit right, of the doubt and you always are gracious about that you'll say yeah for sure I understand how where you're coming from so it's never like you give your negative feedback and I have no opportunity I have to just accept it and go on it's like there's it's always a conversation there's a lot of grace there's a lot of um, it just makes it so much easier for me to receive the feedback and say, mm -hmm. you know, you're right. Thank you. I will work on it. I will try to be more watchful of it. Like it's, it's a, it's a very loving conversation rather than like authoritative and like you, here's what I think you need to change and that's it. Well, and this is an idea that I think should powerfully influence how Christians talk to each other in yeah. general. Like yeah. what if, if we just get it through our heads through our hearts that we are not at war with each other. Yeah. We are on the same side. We are fellow citizens. We are soldiers in Christ's army, fellow, uh, you know, brothers and sisters in the family. When we learn to hear each other that way, rather than this person is telling me something I don't want to hear and yeah. all of a sudden setting up the antagonism of this per her versus me or him versus me. Um, as Christians, we have a very different lens as we look at each other. Mm -hmm. And that lens should welcome, even if a fellow brother or sister in the church is giving you negative feedback that isn't accurate. Right, yeah. Like saying, you know what? They're doing it in love. They're a fellow, they're a fellow brother and sister in Christ. Like, I'm going to hear this. I'm going to take it. I'm going to like humble myself right. and just get over yourself and uh, appreciate the fact that they've taken the time to tell you something corrective, even if it's not accurate, even if they've misunderstood you or whatever, you know? Right. And acknowledge the fact that it's really hard to give negative feedback. So chances of them like agonizing over talking to you is pretty high. It's very right. rare to have people who are like, I'm going to go tell just that person walking around and just, and just love it. Yeah, it's dishing really out. hard. It's really hard to, to do that. So if someone's doing it to you, appreciate the fact that they've probably really they probably were pretty nervous to say it because they understand that it's not easy to hear. Right. So even if they're wrong, even if they're completely off, say thank you so much for telling me. I will consider it. I will 
talk to my husband or whatever. Right, like, or even clarifying if it's yeah. between friends, like opening and saying, you know, so what do you think? Or here's what I'm not getting. Or here's like, I hear what you're saying and this is what I, this is how I've been processing this question. Like, yeah. just to, like, I think when it comes to negative feedback, as Christians, when we clarify it to ourselves and to one another that we are all on the same side, it yeah. takes down so much of the tension. Yeah, totally. And it takes down so much of the drama level. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. it's not that big of a deal. Sometimes we misunderstand. Like, I think that's the other thing that, like, I, as a husband, I had to understand is that I see negative things in you maybe, mm-hmm. but but I had to check myself constantly and realize that sometimes I'm actually not seeing the thing accurately. Right, like, yeah. so I think I see a negative trait in you, mm-hmm. but, and I have this like, oh, I gotta, I gotta be honest as a husband mm-hmm. and tell her what I see. Yeah. But it's like, wait, 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 am I seeing this through the lens of Christ and his word or am I seeing it through the lens of my personal preferences? Right. Sometimes the thing that I dislike is merely something that I prefer not to, you know, yeah. see in you. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes it's related to the truth. Mm-hmm. So like aligning myself to the truth and realizing that when I give somebody negative feedback and they disagree with me, that's okay. Sometimes I'm wrong. Right. That's yeah. th- that doesn't mean that I shouldn't give the feedback. Like that means that I still need to tell you what I think. And sometimes you're like, well, honey, actually this and this and this, mm-hmm. this is how it's been working. Oh, okay. Well, I actually haven't see- been seeing that. Yeah. And so it's still communication. It's still clarification. Right. You know, and giving like creating an atmosphere where that's like normal. Like when you come with negative feedback to, to a spouse or a friend or whatever, be open handed about it because there's chances that you misunderstood or you were wrong. So like asking, right. like, I just noticed this, like maybe I'm wrong. Could you clarify? Like, cause what if you're totally misinterpreted something and they explain and you're like, Oh great. Awesome. Like I totally was off there. And cause sometimes like you'll be giving negative feedback cause you're so convinced of the way you, your interpretation and the person is defending themselves. And then you just like dig your heels in and say, no, 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 you're just getting defensive. Just hear me out. I'm right. right. And it just creates this like toxic thing and it like completely breaks friendships and it's just horrible. Like yeah. be humble because you misinterpret a lot. Like we mm-hmm. all are limited in our understanding. We don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are and we interpret everything through our own lens. So there's yeah, a lot that, we miss. That's another idea that I think that I've had to learn is that Sometimes I see something that I feel like I really got to give you feedback on or something or maybe somebody else and I do my best like I prayerfully think and I try and I I try to do it Mm -hmm. and like you just shut me down or like you don't hear me Mm -hmm. or like it doesn't go at all like I feel like I've totally not been heard Mm -hmm. instead of doubling down and pushing harder harder which like you have to sense the other person when you're giving yeah. the feedback. Yeah. It's, if that person is being resistant, which that's their sin. They're yeah. being they're they're being wrong. You know, they're wrong. Yeah. Like and they're being prideful maybe and not mm-hmm. hearing what you have to say. But instead of saying you're just being prideful right now, you're not hearing what I have to say. Yeah. Like instead of just doubling down and ratcheting up the mm-hmm. the intensity of the conversation, like lots of times I'll be like, "Okay, you know, I've tried uh clearly they're not hearing me right now i'm going to uh i'm going to reevaluate and then i'm going to come back and try this again another time mm-hmm. you know 
So it's like your pride wants to either push in and say, no, listen, mm -hmm. or your pride wants to be like, you know what, whatever, just forget it then. Yeah, fine. And, and forget it. Yeah. But like, I think, again, the humility is both persistent and gracious. Yeah. Um, and again, in all of these things, like our model is Christ. Like, how does Christ correct us? He doesn't mm -hmm. just come down on you with judgment mm -hmm. and condemnation. Like... God's most powerful moments in your life where God has changed you is through his grace, through the overwhelming power of his love and his grace for you. And, and that comes in a variety of pathways. God, yeah. some, you know, we, we, should, we, we are amazed when we think about how God convicts us yeah. in such a gentle but powerful way. Yeah. Like he reaches our heart in such powerful moments where we break down and we like confess a sin or something. But he does it through such a gentle and loving manner. You know, yeah. And so I think that's our model. Our model is Christ. Our model is the Holy Spirit, and we learn from Him the wisdom of His way of speaking truth and love. Um, yeah. So, again, there's there's a bunch more that we could be saying about this. Yeah, I just wanted to add really quick about wives giving feedback to husbands because mm -hmm. we kind of mentioned husbands to wives. Sure. Just like really quick, I think that. Um, I don't know, I think wives probably have a tendency to just constantly be pouring out like, oh, you did well, like on the way home from a party, like, why'd you say it like that or whatever. I think that being very gracious, just like the husband to the wife, the wife, like respectful, like using a respectful tone right. and being careful, maybe just don't do it right after it happened. Give it some time, like know right. your husband well enough to know when it's a better time to tell him. And again, like preface whatever you're saying with like, maybe I misinterpreted, maybe I was wrong. Like be loving and gracious and don't like condemn. And like, you always do this and using these words of like all, you always, always and never. constantly and never. Yeah. So I think it's just, um, having communication like that is very important. You have to, you have to know your tendency and you have to push back on your own tendency. So if your tendency is to give too much negative feedback right away, you have to learn to push back on that on yourself and yeah. realize that you need wisdom to tone it down. If your tendency is to just shut in and keep it all inside, you have to push back on that and realize that you need to speak carefully but consistently you know, to the people you care about. Like You can't just keep all your thoughts inside. Yeah. That's selfish. Right. You know? Right, and um, you can't blame, like, if there's something your husband might be doing unintentionally, you're like, that is hurting you, or in public, maybe that's making you feel really bad, or whatever. It's your job to lovingly explain, not get all emotional and, and like, blaming, right. but explain and, like, communicate why that feels the way it feels. Um, because don't, you can't be in a marriage where you're holding grudges at your spouse for doing something that you haven't taken the time, the time and to effort to explain clearly and have him really understand. Yeah. Cause that does happen. And then it's like years go by and it's like, Oh, he always does this. And you roll your eyes and it's like, I've tried to communicate. He didn't hear me. So whatever. It's like, no, it's like, you're in this for life. It's it's you're a team. You have to put in the work of communicating, explaining and giving each other feedback and, and inviting feedback from each other. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like there's probably a lot more stuff that we could think about, maybe even loop around and do a part two to this conversation. Um, but thank you guys so much for listening to us. Uh, thank you for the feedback that you guys give. Check us out on Instagram or Facebook or well-said.org. That's kind of the blog slash home of the podcast. 
Um, and if you do have time, if you haven't done so, please take a moment and give us a review on iTunes. That helps other people find the show. Thanks again for listening, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye.